All right, special episode of the 132 Breeze podcast coming up. We have an interview with the world-famous DJ Shauna. We also go over the NBA playoffs or NBA draft lottery, a little NFL talk. We got the NHL playoffs that are wrapping up. We got your mailbag and everyone's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. The interview with DJ Shauna was a lot of fun. Enjoy the interview with DJ Shauna. Let's start the show. Hey, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze podcast. This is Marlo at MarloJR on Twitter. And then I'm joined, as always, with Casey. Casey, Good how are we doing today? Good evening, Marlo. Doing well. Excited for another episode. All right. <laughs> it has been a week. It has been, been quite a week. A lot has gone on uh, in the world. Not just the world of sports, but in the world. Uh, we had the Royal Wedding. Ooh. We had the whole Laurel versus Yanni with Team U repping. Great. Um, team Team Lonnie or Team Laurel, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um I was uh I was I was Laurel and uh, my wife heard Yanni. Oh boy. Jeez. So it was Although oh. although I the first time I listened to it, I wa- I heard the first time I heard Yanni. <laughs> and then every other time I've listened to it like the first playthrough, and then every other time since then, I haven't heard Yanni. So I, huh. I've looked huh. it up, and I know why that is and stuff. But like, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird that I, I ruined it for myself. I guess. Yeah, uh, gotcha. Took the magic out of it. So, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm, I'm Team Laurel. Although Team Laurel. All right, two, two Team Laurels. Yeah, great. Uh, well, yeah, we'll get the t-shirts. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll get it. We'll keep it moving. Uh, did you watch the World Riding? No, I. Yeah, no, wasn't high on my list of, of of things to see. Did did you? I did. Oh, well, no. part, yeah, I saw it. I'm not even. <laughs> I saw it. I was, you know, I I woke mm. up and I was scrolling through Twitter and it was everywhere and they had a live stream, so I just started watching it in bed. And um, yeah, I saw the tail end of it really, but how yeah, long was, did it take? Was it like was normal. Like... I I I don't know. The part I watched I was long. Yeah, so <laughs> the end part was long. The end part was long. I turned it on, and there was like violins playing. It took forever to, and then they walked out and went on horses. So I don't know. That's that's the royal wedding. It was that in a nutshell. But I got you know through Twitter, I felt like I was there with everybody's right. comments. I saw, I saw, I saw a tweet uh, afterwards that uh, you know he married. Obviously, the uh, the bride was American, and then they got in the car that they drove away in, and it was. Uh, the driver was on the left-hand side, so the yeah. American side is a composer British, so it's like, Ooh. we win again. <laughs> you married an American, and you're driving an American car. <laughs> oh, the takeover, it's coming. Yeah. Uh, and then also, hey, gambling's legal in states. Can be, yeah. Can be. Well, everyone, well, that's the thing. The reaction was everyone was excited. They're like, oh, I can gamble now, but you could always do that if you knew how. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of exciting, I think. One day I'll be able to walk in a bar and like put down a bet on a game I'm watching. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's going to come sooner in your state than my state. <laughs> I think your state would be yeah. very happy to get any additional tax revenue. Uh, Not any, just more, just a lot, more. just more. Just like, a lot we more. they get a lot of tax revenue, they just don't spend it right. But we don't talk yeah. politics here. Uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> sorry. 
Does, do you think is this going to change your uh, sports wa- watching slash uh, gambling at all? So I wonder if I'm actually going to gamble. Um, am I going to just feel like the noob, or is it like is the gambling not going to be cool anymore because everyone can do it okay. type of thing? No, I right? think it's still going to be cool. The- <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, th- you know, I think it'd be fun to just if you know, like when we go to when we go to Vegas and we just throw yeah. down like five twenty bucks, you know, every once in a while. Just to be able to do that, you know, every weekend or something. Yeah. <laughs> could, be, I think could be interesting. I could see myself doing it more in that context of like, I'm with friends and we're going to bet on a game or or something like yeah. that, you know, more communal thing than me just, you know, on a random Tuesday night betting against the Brewers or something. Um, right. But I don't, I don't, I don't know that it'll lead to. It will lead to more gambling than I do now because it's zero. <laughs> so <laughs> any, if I even bet once, it's going to be more. Um, yeah. But I think kind of the stigma around it has kind of been lifted, and I think uh, it'll be different. I'm excited for the way in which sports coverage will change a bit, or like mm-hmm. at least the conversation around it, because I like talking about spreads and yeah. uh, that sort of thing, and and this spreads out of whack. I think that's a really interesting conversation, and I. You know, now more people will be having that, and it'll be kind of more mainstream. So I'm excited for yeah. that. Oh, I can't wait for ESPN's like 20 shows just on gambling. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's so, got to be it's got to be better than the current pregame stuff, right? I mean, yeah, it's got to be more interesting than that. Uh, speaking of ESPN, uh, did you see John uh, John Fox is a analyst now on ESPN? Oh, is he really? Yeah, perfect person, perfect person. So upbeat, <laughs> has a great voice. Yeah, really personal. Uh, but yeah, I heard him on. It's not Mike and Mike. It's uh, Golik and Wingo. When is like his first day when he went through the yeah. car wash, as they call it, and he was breaking down, breaking down Mitch Trubisky. Oh, great! Yeah, he thinks exactly. he's gonna have a breakout year. So we'll see. You know, it's kind of John Fox. He doesn't do great end of the end of the season and last couple years. It's like when Matt Millen went back to you know being an analyst. It's like. How much did I really value this guy's opinion? He didn't do right. great. <laughs> Dude, Matt Millen should not have a job in football ever. <laughs> if you go so like if you do so you you construct a team that doesn't win, like, shout out Cleveland. Um <laughs> you should not be able to get a, you shouldn't be able to sniff that profession anymore in any shape, way, or form. And yeah, I just so like anytime especially when he's on the Big Ten network, I can't stand oh, he's when he has our games. It is the worst. Ugh, Matt Millen. Anyway. Yeah, sorry. That's, <laughs> that's the rant. Start the show. So should we, should we actually get into talking uh, NBA playoffs? Yeah, sure. Let's let's do that. <laughs> um, so last we left, I think, um, in the Cavs-Celtics series, I think when, last week, yeah, it was one one nothing Celtics. Yeah. And we said, uh, yeah. And we thought LeBron would come back. They went, obviously, they went down. The Cleveland went down. Uh, 2 and they won their last game, blowing them out last night on Saturday night. Uh, so is this, do you see this? Is this LeBron coming back as I predicted in six games? I don't know. I I, I think we'll know in game four. If, if game four goes to the Celtics, or excuse me, to the Cavs, I think then the Celtics really have to start worrying. Uh, a little, the reason I, I'm holding out a little bit uh, from saying the LeBrons are back is that uh, when teams are down 2-0, coming back home, it's usually a they play kind of out of their minds. They got all the momentum. Their backs are against the wall here. Uh, teams coming down 
Coming home down 2-0 are uh, 73 and 60 since 2002-2003, but then go on to lose the series a majority of the time. So I'm not ready to say that that they're back, but I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried if I'm a Celts fan. Yeah. Well, when J.R. Smith starts hitting shots, that's when, you know, he didn't hit any shots. He hit no threes the first two games. Yeah. And then when he's able to, you know, hit the shots, that that really changes things. I mean, Corver is going to get his. He's a pure shooter. Uh, but J.R. Smith is a streaky guy, even though he believes that he is the best shooter in the NBA ever because uh, that's how he shoots. Yeah. But when he does actually start hitting shots, then, yeah, it does become pretty dangerous. Yeah, and I guess the Cleveland team as a whole, they're role players, and besides LeBron, it's all role players play a lot better at home. And likewise, the uh, Celtics young guys and, and their role players play a lot better at home. So I, yeah. I'm i not ready to say the Cavs are coming back um, just because I think that it could be a series where the home team wins every game. Yeah. yeah. And LeBron will get a 40-point triple-double, win or lose. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, they play. I don't know when they play next. Do you know when they play next? I don't know. Um. But we'll see. I, yeah, because I, they'll be. I, I predict that the Cavs will win Game Four, so they'll go back to Boston tied, um, and then we'll see if it holds. If they hold serve with the with the home court with the home teams winning, that will be. Yeah, I mean, that, that's really what it is. That would be interesting to see. Yeah, who breaks? Who breaks home court? And I think yeah. that team's going to win. I, I I still have. I think I had the. I don't remember who I picked, but now I have. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going seven. I think it's a toss up. I think. Mm-hmm. All the home teams are going to win. It's going to go to Game Seven. It's going to be can uh, LeBron win or will home court stand? Uh, they play again uh, Monday, by the way. Um, so I have it going seven. I think it's a real coin flip now, um, and I think the Celts will pull it off because they'll be home. All right. Then moving on to the Warriors Rockets series, uh, the Warriors came out stomped the Rockets' first game. Yeah. Apparently, you know, James Harden and them, they were dribble, 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 shoot. Uh, game two, they came out and the Rockets stomped <laughs> the Warriors. Yeah. Um, don't really, yeah, they just, yeah, they just came out and now played them. So, or actually, the role players played better. Uh, Eric, yeah. Go- Eric Gordon decided that he was going to hit some shots. He, he looked like a totally different player. Um, so, that at 1-1, they're actually playing as a record right now. Yeah, and we got Warriors up eighty six sixty three, so up twenty three points right now in the yeah. end of the third here. Sorry, right, so we'll call it we'll call it Golden State two one. Yeah, Golden State two one. I still think it's going to be in five. I'm watching this game. It, I mean, I don't. I mean, Curry's not even playing that like 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 Steph Curry not playing yeah. that well, but they're still you know be able to manage these two games. But Kevin Durant looks like he's playing a bunch of middle schoolers. Because uh, it looks like he he can he can pull up whenever he wants. He can get to the hoop whenever he wants. And even when he misses, it makes he it makes it seem like he missed because he just was bored and wanted to miss. Yeah, he has a that kind of flow to his game, and it does seem like with his height, he can just pull up. And no matter what you're doing, you're not no matter how close you are, no matter if there's a hand in his face, you're not really getting in the way and affecting his shot. So he's. He's fun to watch. I still think Houston has another game where they're role players or, you know, they just make everything. Uh, that's kind of been their plan all year. Uh, and I think they have one more game where they outscore, uh, uh, excuse me, Golden State. So I think they'll get they'll get one more game like that and Warriors will still win in seven. <laughs> well, that, that first six, game. Excuse me, Warriors in six I got. 
that first game, I was thinking that Harden already had that 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 look on the bench, like <laughs> the series was over. Here we go again. Type look. Yep, here we go again. So I was, it was good to see him come out and play the second game. But uh, I was like, oh, I saw. It. I was like, there's that look. There it is. Uh, so we'll see. I yeah, I think there's. I think Golden State gave him that game. Like, here's a biscuit. Have you guys yeah. can have this one. And we'll just win the rest. So yeah, I think they got a little too comfortable. Yeah. Thinking they just blow them out, so yeah. So we're just marching on to Golden State, Cleveland. <laughs> really yeah, anticlimactic. Take, take four. Take four. Oh, the Boston, the Boston, uh, Cleveland series. It, it should be it, as the workings to be entertaining. If some of these games can be close, because none of them have been. Yeah. Yeah. So so hopefully, you know, if they draw it out, it will be at least close games. Yeah, we'll see. Moving on with the the NBA, the they had the draft lottery yeah. this past week as well. Did you watch it? I didn't watch this one, but I've watched them in the past. Uh, and because I've watched them in the past, that's why I didn't watch this one. It is it is painful. Yeah, I, I don't even... I watched it. I don't know why. I think I, think I watched it because I, re, I didn't realize it was in Chicago until the day of. Yeah. So I, was, I, I guess that just drew me to, to actually watch it. And so I had it on, and I'm thinking to myself... I think it was supposed to come on, and there was like a forty-five minute build-up, yeah, to picking posi- or sh- no revealing positions that teams are playing, which is ridiculous. And it's just very drawn out, and it's not informative, and the people aren't. And I don't understand the representatives. A lot of them don't make sense. Yep. And it's- the whole thing, it really can just go away. I, yeah, I probably won't tune in for another ten years or so. Uh, but that's. That's on me. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just much easier afterwards to just look on your phone and go, oh, here's what it was. I didn't waste an hour Yeah, looking at yeah, it. I, and now I can look at the mock drafts and see, you know, now that the positions are set, essentially nothing changes, but right. <laughs> the team picking are, are different. One one funny thing was, um, I guess the Philly and Boston, one of those things, if something happens, one of them gets that pick and the other one doesn't. Yeah. And so I don't know if you saw this, but they had the representatives for Boston Philly sitting at like this, like pretty much the same like desk of their, okay. you know, their representative. And it was yeah. so awkward because it was Elton Brand and then some exec dude on Boston's side. <laughs> and there's this <laughs> sharing this little desk. And it was like, why couldn't you just get them two desks? It oh. makes sense. It was so awkward. Oh, that'd be interesting. Now, cause I think it was something like if it was two to five or something, Boston got it or something weird like that. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. So, yeah, there was some scenario where Boston could have got like number two pick. Still, it didn't yeah. work out that way. But didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, it didn't happen. Um, what did happen? The Bulls ended up getting the seventh pick. Yeah, which when it was called out was like a dagger to my heart. Oh no! <laughs> we spent the whole season trying to suck, and then sucking at trying to suck. Yeah. Uh, just to get the seventh pick. Uh, so that was it, was, it was really deflating. It was a really deflating moment. I, and I think because I built it up in my head that, oh, we have this possibility to get number one. And, you know, the whole, when, when yeah. Derek was picked number one, we had like a point whatever percent chance and it worked out. Um, but yeah, just, just going through the season of sucking just to get the seventh pick is just, it's really hard to take. Yeah, I think there was a, a lot of fan bases are are feeling like that because I think there was a lot of teams who went through uh, 
went through this whole whole crappy season where their teams are trying to lose and then you end up with that seventh, eighth pick. I mean, just kind of looking at it here, you know, obviously we talked about Chicago doing poorly. Dallas didn't try this year. They're fifth. Orlando didn't try. They're sixth. Um, New York had a terrible season. They're ninth. So it's like these teams who are, there's so many teams tanking essentially. Yeah, there's only a couple. It works when like one team is doing it and then you have, you know, a one in four chance or whatever to get a top pick in like you're almost guaranteed to get a top three but when so many teams are tanking half the teams tanking aren't going to get that caliber player that they're expecting and that's got to be so tough on your fan base i mean if you're orlando i mean the bulls too but yeah you just went through this year and you're sitting at six oh i don't know yeah it's it's an issue it's an issue i think yeah yeah there's only there's only one number one the one number two, and there's usually only, you know, one or two real superstars yeah. in the draft. If there's one, yeah, for that seat for that year. Uh, so it's always, and, and yeah, and sometimes it falls lower than one and two, uh, obviously. But it's all a crapshoot. But it's you know, you have a much better chance if you're picking at the top, right? Right. Um, yeah. So with that said, I mean, do you of the of the kids that are coming out into the draft? Do you have your eye on anyone that you think is gonna be like special or be a superstar in the NBA? Oh, I've been hearing a lot about uh, this Luka Doncic from uh, – he's playing on Real Madrid. People are talking him up pretty big. Yeah, pretty big. Although now that I'm looking at this website, I have his comparison as Tony Kukoc. <laughs> doesn't feel <laughs> great. And in the past, I feel like, you know, we obviously there's all these European guys who come over, um, you know, all the way back to like Darko and stuff like that, who yeah. you, we don't really know what they are basketball-wise. Uh, we don't really know how good the competition that they're playing against is, but uh, you know, here's this 18 year old kid. He's been playing on uh, Real Madrid, which is one of the top teams in uh, in the Euro League, and I think the Euro League is a little bit more competitive now than it has been in the past. I'm not going to go out and say, you know, that it's close to the NBA or anything, or that him playing there is like playing in the NBA. But I think we got a little bit better understanding of these Euro players than we used to in the past. Um, so I guess yeah. my eyes on him. The other thing I noticed about this draft is there's so many big guys. A lot of bigs. And I don't know in today's NBA, you know, as we're watching, you know, Houston and Golden State just jack up threes all game. Where do bigs fit into this? How do they fit in? I mean, outside of like the Anthony Davises, or if you even want to talk about Giannis as you know a big, these like freak athletes. Yep. Who can also also have ball skills, also can shoot. You know, if you're looking at a DeAndre Ayton or a Mo Bamba, like, are they yeah. going to be able to turn into that? And there's, you know, in the top seven picks, there's like five big guys. I yeah, exactly. I don't know so, if they can all play. That's what I'm. That's what I'm interested in or worried about if I'm drafting. Yeah, especially like like Mo Bamba, who is, you know, freak. He's just a freak. Yeah, uh, freak athlete, freak wingspan, all that stuff, and then they're just talking about him being a rim protector. It's like, well, who's protecting rims nowadays? Everyone's yeah. just jacking up threes. You can't goaltend. So what is that going to do? DeAndre, yeah, DeAndre Anton. I mean, they're going to be projects, but can they be? Like you said, can they turn into those ball handling, uh, outside jumper, uh, you know, kind of that are, that fit today's game? Or are we? Are, is this is this where we make the regress back to? Where we play with the you know a center in the middle, yeah. uh, back in the the Shack days where you work inside out. Yeah, and I think I guess along the lines of 
I mean, if you're going back to the Shack days, then you know, then you want to pick uh, Andre Ayton number one. But yeah, like Marvin Bagley, like there's questions about his defense. There's questions about Ayton's defense, and I don't, I don't know. The guy I like, if I was if I was drafting a big, I like uh, Jaron Jackson out of Michigan State. I think he can shoot. I think he's athletic enough to uh, defend smaller players, uh, which I think you need to these days, uh, and can be that kind of stretch four stretch five in the nba these days we'll we'll find out where these kids go and how they do in the nba we'll see what the bulls come up with where are the bucks drafting bucks are drafting at 17 so yeah you want to talk about crap shoots <laughs> so you get for making the playoffs yeah well i guess i'll take it yeah okay so yeah well i guess as as that draws near we'll have more in it but it's all pure speculation at this point. Yeah. Let's be real. At least we know who's picking where. That's the... Exactly. The first um, part of the speculation. <laughs> Big news, though. Big news, Casey. Big news. Obviously, someone in the NFL offices or HBO, one of the two, yeah. are listening to our podcast. As they should be. Yeah, obviously. I mean, why wouldn't <laughs> they be? But we got, we got we got Cleveland Browns on Hard Knocks. Nice. So... Big ups to us. I'm really excited to see Sunshine uh, really, really shine in this spotlight <laughs> on Hard Knocks this summer. <laughs> it's going to so be funny. really. <laughs> That's my first note. Jill Stave is going to steal the show. <laughs> yes, he's obviously going to steal the show. They do like, a lot of. You watch Hard Knocks when it comes on? No, I don't. Oh, you don't? don't okay. Watch it, no. Well, I do because I'm still always starving for football at that time. So yeah. it kind of fills it in. It used to be used to be better. It's not as good anymore, but. You know, um, but they usually get they usually like go into like the backup quarterbacks' lives. You oh, know, really? yeah, especially the traveling ones, especially the ones when they. I guess this time there's no. Most of the time when they have like a cemented starter, like when Atlanta was there, yeah, they'll talk about they'll talk to the you know the other. I think, um, yeah. So hopefully, That's just hopefully, Matt Ryan's like, super boring. That's why <laughs> that like, nobody wants nobody's going to listen to Matt Ryan's story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, I hope he gets his camera time. Uh, yeah, I, I hope think, uh, he's gonna steal the show. Finally, yeah. that hair and that smile—he's gonna get some. It's he's gonna steal the show. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or he'll be cut first week. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> One of two. Yeah, or we'll be watching him get cut. Like that—that's the worst part about Hard Knocks. Is like when you get cut. It's not only you're getting cut, but it's like played for the whole world to watch you get cut. That's just. Oh, the funniest was they—they uh, they had Hard Knocks when. Uh, I think Jeff Fisher was on the Rams. And yeah. Had, oh, yeah, yeah. And he cut uh, Nick Foles. <laughs> so that because I, I watched the the clip of that when Nick Foles was going to be playing in the Super Bowl, and it's like here's Jeff Fisher saying, "I wish you luck, you and your family luck in the future." And then Jeff yeah. Fisher's on the NFL, and Nick Foles is winning Super Bowls. Oh, uh, that one was so boring. That was that was that good. Yeah. Well, I yeah. don't think this one's going to be boring. Oh no. With. We- uh, Baker, Baker yeah, I mean, Mayfield in there. Yeah, I'm hoping. Uh, I, I I'm sure that's what NFL is hoping that Baker like does something ridiculous over the summer. I think chances are good. Yeah, chances are chances are up there. I mean, and then I the- totally forgot that um, uh, T-Mobile is with the Browns. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, we got quite the quite the QB conundrum over there. Who's it going to be? It's definitely going to be Stave. Yeah. Who are we sure. kidding? It's. Um, I mean. <laughs> This is one of those things. Like this is, where you look at the Browns as an organization, 
You just got a first round pick. You brought in, so you drafted a quarterback number one overall, who's presumably not going to play because you have Tyra Taylor, who you brought in, <laughs> or is he going to play? And Tyra Taylor is going to be like a veteran backup. That seems strange. Yeah. And then you have all of this going on. You have a head coach who's won like once in two years. And now you have hard knocks coming in. Not really organizational stability. I don't know. If it was my franchise, I don't think I'd like that very much. The whole world will find out together. We'll all find together. I'll be watching. I guess you don't watch. But I think there's some other. Obviously, people that listen to the podcast will be watching. Cause yeah. I, the fans have spoken. If they get in the Joel Stave story, I'm going to start watching. Okay. All right. <laughs> We still got the NHL playoffs going on, and Casey, your uh, your pyramid is it your pyramid, your fan pyramid. I mean, my fan pyramid. It's a possible nightmare matchup coming up. Uh, Vegas is already in. They won today uh, to to get to the Stanley Cup Finals as an expansion team. Yeah, and the Lightning are up three one on the Caps. So I guess first question. <laughs> I got, yeah, or three yeah. two, three two. Oh man. Uh, so, can the Caps come back and save? It's not like DC is like trot or is like an Arctic city or anything. I mean, no. it's like a swamp. <laughs> oh, this is all terrible uh, for my terrible matchups for for my pyramid. Um, can the Caps come back, Marlo? They're down three two. They got a home game and then a, are at Tampa Bay for Game Seven. If it's if it happens, I think it's over. <laughs> they got all they. They did the thing. They finally got past the first round. Yep. And then they got up 2-0, and they're like, oh, we did it. And they forgot they had two more games. And so I think it's, I think it's over. It's, you know, they reached the top. They they thought they won their Stanley. They did win their Stanley Cup by yeah. getting to the, the conference By beating finals. Pittsburgh and yeah. finally beating Pittsburgh and getting to that next round. Yeah. I think it is, too, because they're terrible at home, and their fans are – it's like – it's like Boston pre two thousand three or Cubs pre twenty sixteen, where like things start to go bad, everybody knows it, and all the fans look at each other and go, "Oh no, not again!" <laughs> and that happens all the time at Capitals home games. Uh, so I think that's going to happen again. Yeah, all right. In, uh, in game six at home, so I, I don't think they're coming back either. Um, but Vegas is in. We mentioned that earlier. So yeah. an expansion team that's in the desert. Is going to be one half of the Stanley Cup Finals. I is it a good thing that an expansion team is in? Does it give hope to other fan bases, or is it a bad team, a bad thing, and it makes it look like the NHL is completely random? <laughs> I think it. I think it's uh, the latter. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's the latter. It's like the expansion team, but it makes a better. It makes that. It makes the Disney story better. Yeah. Great. So. That's at least they have that going for them. But yeah, I mean, really, like an expansion team in any other sport, I guess it almost happened in football, but expansion team making the final, uh, it just has to be like, especially for an NHL team where, you know, they don't, I don't, would you agree they don't have the chunk, the larger chunk of the fan bases in the United States? Right. Um, for them to like bring in the casual fan and they're like, wait a minute, this team just started this year and they're in the Stanley Cup. <laughs> what kind yeah. of league is this? Two hundred and seventy days after they had their first game, they're in the Stanley yeah. Cup Finals. Right. Um. Yeah, I think it's. I don't know, because on one hand, it, it's a good story, right? That this new team is in it. It's kind of that can be to a casual fan a story to get behind. 
uh, and I was talking to somebody who knew a little bit about the expansion rules, and they said they kind of changed how the rules worked so you couldn't protect as many players, and it kind of gave an edge to Vegas to be able to do this. Uh, so I think the NHL tried to make them more competitive than they had for previous expansion teams, which I don't really like. That seems not fair to the other expansion teams and to you know, existing teams <laughs> that have bad teams. I don't know. It, I think it makes a story for the casual fan, but I think for people who care about how the NHL looks, I think it looks bad for the NHL. Yeah. <laughs> NHL tried a little too hard to make them. Yeah, to make yeah. them good. So, all right. So, we'll, next week, I think by the time we record next week, the uh, the Stanley Cup will be set for sure, um, and maybe a game or two in, depending on how far the Caps uh, Lightning series goes. So, we'll see. We'll have more hockey talk for you then. All right. Hard-hitting hockey talk. Yeah. All right. So we can go to our mailbag now. Uh, thanks for everyone for sending in your questions. Keep it up on Facebook and Twitter. Send it through. We'll get it on the next episode. Start off, we got a question from uh, Josh Fox. He asked, do former players that now do color commentating do it because they are broke or because they love the game? <laughs> Um, let's, let's, let me think about this for a sec. So not knowing, you know, obviously not knowing personally these commentators. Yet. You, yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yet. Um, is it a lover game? I would say just, can you put in just bored? Just bored? Yeah. Yeah. I've always wondered, it's because case these most of these these guys are retiring from something they've done. They've only done at the in you know their late twenties, early thirties. You know, some right. of them get to forty, but still, if I told you right now, hey, you have to be done with what you're doing, and but you're set for life, so like you don't have to do anything. What right. would you do? Like you'd get bored, wouldn't you? Yeah. So, yeah, no. what else are you gonna do but go back to what you know? Right. And they've been playing. They've been in basketball, playing basketball to get at that level. You know, it's not just like, you know, my day job where I work, you know, eight to five and come home and, you know, more or less turn off. I mean, they're to play at that elite level that, you know, these guys have. It's been their lives for 20 plus years. And to not do that, you got to you got to fill that with something. And why not use what you know, as you said? Yeah. I mean, if Allen Iverson came back and was doing it, (laughs) then it's he's doing it for the money. He's doing it for the money. Right. Yeah. But uh, like, you know. Reggie Miller or, or uh, you know Chris Weber who are out there, I think they're doing it just to be just to be a part of the game that you know they just can't you know because of Father Time they just can't do anymore. Right. Yeah. I mean we we do a podcast to talk about sports <laughs> just because. <laughs> I mean if just people cause. paid us to do that and watch a basketball game while we did it, we'd sign up for that for sure. So yeah, hundred uh, percent. I think. So I guess it's because they do love it at some point, but I, I would lean towards they're really they're just bored and <laughs> they don't know anything else. Yeah, and the good ones do. You know, the the yeah. who are watching tape and are understanding the teams. You know, not like you know Shaq and and Charles. You know, mm-hmm. I love them, but you know, you get at halftime and they're like, "Oh, Houston plays a lot of ISO ball, don't they?" It's like, yeah, they've been doing that all year, Charles. Like, <laughs> thanks for watching. It's like. Yeah. You know, doing that kind of color commentating, I think they're just kind of there to do something. But the good ones, you know, who dive in and watch tape, they they do that for the love of the game. Right. Okay. So we're going with love of the game then. Love More of the game is the answer. Money doesn't hurt. Yeah, money does money never hurt. Our next one comes from uh, Jeff. 
Jeff asks, was the Bucks coach, the, the new Bucks coach, the best choice? Uh, Casey, yeah. I'll let you take that from here. Yeah, I think I think he was. Uh, everything that I've, uh, I guess, read of, you know, the, uh, the the capital J journalists out there who cover this sort of thing thinks he think he is a really good choice. Um, when I went back and I looked at you know to make my own independent decision, I went back and looked and the first thing I read was he was uh, assistant coach 18 seasons for the Spurs and I thought oh no here we go again I have to defend a coach who's been an assistant now gets his first head coaching job. This sounds familiar, Greg Gard. Uh, <laughs> but no, he was he was head coach, and I think he had even uh, player personnel decisions with with the Hawks, and he did well with them. Um, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals with, let's say, a relatively not too talented team. I mean, they have Al Horford, who we see how important he is to the Celtics, uh, and they had like Kyle Korver and uh, who else did they have here? Uh, some other, I wouldn't say Eastern Conference final level players. And then um, they lost Alf Horford to uh, free agency when he went to to Boston. And then they signed Dwight Howard. And we've seen what happens when your team signs Dwight Howard. And then they decided to tank and he lost his job. So I don't, he has some success in for the Bucks after having however many years of Jason Kidd not being able to figure out how to run an effective offense and then half a year of an assistant coach uh, leading your team, we have a professional coach who I think can find the right way to utilize the talent that the Bucks have. And maybe uh, most importantly, uh, Giannis liked it. So anything to keep him happy, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with. So uh, I think it was the right move. Um, I know some of the other people they were interviewing didn't have the kind of experience that he had. And maybe that could have been a more exciting, you know, fresher look to the future, something like that, like a, a – uh, I know a lot of people were lobbying for uh, Becky Hammond to get more serious contention, um, but I'm happy with with the choice that they made. All right, yeah, just keep Giannis happy. <laughs> I think that was yeah, the best know. the best point that came from your argument. Well, and I think he'll be able to get the best out of him and really teach other players how to play with him because I think the Bucks have a lot of talent. It's just it doesn't seem to fit well. It. it it doesn't work well the the way that they're playing now, and it it doesn't totally make sense when I watch it. I feel I feel like I'm like when I was watching Boston. I'm like, we have more talent. Like, why aren't we winning this game? Uh, and I think he can kind of figure out how to get the best out of him. And I think he has experience getting the best out of a a, a team that taking a team that is talent has a talent level and taking them to another level higher. So that, I think that's encouraging. All right. Okay, that's uh, that's it for the mailbag this week. All right, now we have a special interview that we did with uh, DJ, the world-famous DJ Shauna. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we will get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that now. We are now joined by a special guest. We have the famous DJ Shauna. <laughs> do you hate when people do that? No, I can't. Well, I, it's funny that you said famous. So like, that's funny to me. Oh man, you're you're awesome, Marlo. Thanks for having me, man. I I I hope one day maybe I'm famous for the right reasons, though. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. No, you. I mean, I. So before you were DJ Shauna, I knew you as uh, Shauna Nichols at the University of Wisconsin. Um, as a yeah. as a basketball player. 
Yeah, number 40 uh, on the court and number one in your hearts, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so playing, you played ball, uh, obviously, at Wisconsin, um, and then you went on to, uh, I guess, what would you do? I guess, yeah, fill us in what you did after, you know, your Wisconsin days. Yeah, like, how did I end up here? Yeah. yeah. Okay, great question. Um, so, when we were at Wisconsin, I admittedly, I don't remember which years you were a part of our team. And so due to, <laughs> ironically, <laughs> numerous concussions, I um, my junior year was actually uh, medically redshirted. Mm. So told like I should, it was suggested, highly suggested, I no longer play basketball. Um, and so my junior and senior year, I finished out as a student assistant coach and then working in the strength and conditioning room as well. And learned a lot. Graduated then in 2005 with my undergrad from the University of Madison. I was in what I, like the real world, I would say, I think for two years. And to be honest with you, I just realized how much I hated life without basketball. So I I started. Did like a cube job? Yeah, I tried it. And I actually, I moved to Denver and I worked for my uncle. And I love my uncle. And I, um, he had a really successful business, and I loved living in Denver. And I realized that the eight to five, it just didn't fit me. I wasn't happy, and I real I learned that so quickly in three months. It wasn't how I wanted to live my life. I respect it, but I just I think I feel lucky that I recognized it then and there. So I moved back to Milwaukee, and admittedly, I started DJing on accident because. I was hanging out with people that would go out often, as most recent college graduates do. And I've never drank alcohol and or done drugs my entire life. And so when you hang out with people that are drinking, they get really uncomfortable when you don't have anything in your hands. And I started I started honestly just DJing with the guy that was at the bar we spent a lot of time at. And he kind of became my mentor for about two years. And that's sort of like the beginning of the end. I didn't know that it was going to turn into um, actually you know, DJ Shauna. That's funny. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was all, it was all an accident. You just started. It really was. I, yeah, I've always been infatuated with like hip hop culture and break dancing and graffiti. I've, um, just the artwork side of it. Just, I think the inclusiveness of it all. And then you throw turntables in front of me and I, I'm enamored and I can't, I was like a small child. Um, can't take me away. So. All right. So you become, you became a DJ. The first thing when you decided okay i'm gonna be you know i'm a dj i don't don't know if you started at clubs or where you started at you had to come up with your dj name yeah uh how did you fall in dj shauna yeah great that's another (laughs) great question so the guy that was my mentor that i mentioned his name was dj rock d and unfortunately he is no longer here uh anymore um uh yeah he took his own life unfortunately and so those two years that i got to spend with him Part of it was, I think eventually I, I got to I got to that point. I didn't even think about it again because it was just on Saturdays. I would mostly like carry all his crates of records in and hook up the turntables, do all the dirty work really, and I got to spin probably for like an hour at the beginning of the night when nobody was there. And then he would spin when it got popping, and then I would break everything down and make sure he got home safely. And so at some point he was like, we got to get you a DJ name. And from what I understand from hip hop culture, it's kind of like um, an uh, an apprenticeship, and you sort of get named um, in at least 
old school ways. I know that mm. there's a lot of DJs now that are, you know, naming themselves and such. And I know it doesn't seem that creative, obviously, because it's my my real name. But this was actually a really fun process that I got to experience with Rock D. And it's a memory that I'll never forget. And I will actually never change my name because he gave it to me. So that's how I got DJ Shauna. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So is that, that's, yeah, I was going to ask the next, but it's, it's a big kind of, you know, obviously in the DJ world, that's a big thing that come up with a name. Yeah. Um, so I was wondering, I have a couple names that maybe, because we're kind of looking for a stage name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that maybe you could, you could either cross off or check off uh, for us real quick. You got it. Okay. So first one is Imlo and K Hodge. Okay. Eh, would you give it like two stars out of five? Um, repeat it one more time. Imlo and K Hodge. So K is Casey. Is your name spelled with a K then? No. Or no. you're just you're, <laughs> no. okay. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe C yeah, Hodge. You want to do C yeah. Hodge? I yeah. C Hodge. I'm guessing that has to do with your last name then, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. 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 Or see, that makes more sense to me. The K is a little that throws me off. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna stick with the two out of five. Okay. Yeah. Two I don't know. It sounds like we're like dating or something. It's like you know. That's true. Okay. But you're not combining them. A benefit. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's a good point. Right. Yeah, right. This not, would, we're this not is like what would, like Macy. Yeah, this is what it would say on the, <laughs> on the cover, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, this one sounds like we're even more together, so you're gonna like this, Casey. Oh, great. Bacardi and Cola. Ooh. Maybe we can get some sponsorship. Out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that one just out of the reaction itself. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I have one just for Casey because I couldn't give a creative one for myself, but it, it's just Ill Mill Casey. Ooh. <laughs> I'm, I, I actually, I, I think that's already, I think the Ill Mill has been taken. So you oh, might, you, uh, yeah, shoot. at least oh, I think uh, I do. We, I think that. Wanna, yeah, we don't want to start any beef. Casey, yeah. we don't want to start any beef. Yeah, anymore. no, it, it's too bad. <laughs> okay. All right. That's really all I got. So we maybe might have one. Yeah. I think it's a good it's a good working progress. We might okay. want to brainstorm a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, we'll workshop it. Maybe turn <laughs> it a little bit more. <laughs> Back to the DJ. Yeah. Uh, so you are. I've noticed you're everywhere. Um, you do you do clubs. You are the uh, DJ for Marquette basketball. Yep. Uh, the Bucks. Yep. You were at the women's final four. Yeah. You're just everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that's, I mean, those are all kind of, these are, I mean, first of all, do you kind of feel dirty doing Marquette basketball? Oh, you know, that's, it's a good question as a Badger. Um, yeah. I, 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 people on both sides, so <laughs> I don't, I okay. really don't because I, you know, what's really cool, Marlo, and I think you can appreciate this because of all the hard work that you put in with Wisconsin women's basketball. So many people care and are invested into women's basketball. And it's really fun being on this side of the game. And so actually too, coach Caroline Keeger, I played against her. So she played yeah. at Marquette when you and I were at Wisconsin. Gotcha. And so as you know, the basketball world is small as if any world that you kind of invest yourself in it's just, it's tiny, and so it was awesome to me. It's kind of a no brainer. I literally I'm, I live in downtown Milwaukee. I'm a Badger at heart. I still go to women's basketball games, and I just DJed Crazy Legs actually too. So I have a That's really right. great yeah. I have a really great relationship with with Wisconsin and the W Club, and 
Um, I don't feel dirty again, because I think it's just, a, it's a part of something too, that I think is bigger. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm proud of what I did, but it also comes apart, um, to be a part of something, I guess, bigger too than, than that's just me. So I got to also DJ the, um, Big East tournament when Marquette hosted last season oh, wow. at the Al McGuire center, which was really, really cool. That was a great experience to be a part of all, like the entire Big East conference and work with, um, just everybody that's a part of the Big East tournament as well, or the Big East conference. So it's re- it's just really cool to grow with while keeping keeping strong to my Badger roots. Yeah, that's awesome. So doing all those things, do you have like a favorite? Do you enjoy the clubs more? Do you like doing the event, the sporting events, or great question? It, yeah, that and admittedly, so when I first started, I was those first two years of really it was just a hobby. It was cool to like get paid well. Um, you know, I was watching my friends close out their tabs at the end of the night, and I was, like, putting cash in my pocket and getting everybody home safely because I'm always sober. <laughs> and so then fast forward a couple of years, and after I got done playing professional basketball later on, I came back to Milwaukee, and I wanted to continue to keep playing. And so DJing, I was almost DJing probably five years ago now, like six, five, six nights a week in bars and clubs in Milwaukee. And it literally was that hustle and grind where I would be on the phone all day being like, please, just give me a chance because I think I can do this. And just wanting to work without really a long-term commitment because I had wanted to ideally get another professional contract to go back overseas. And then I think uh, three years, two and a half years ago, I don't want to say that I burned out, but I wanted something more. So it just, the bar and club side of things, for me, when I was just staying in Milwaukee and sort of going through, um, realizing maybe, you know, like everyone tells you to stay in your lane, maybe finding my lane, really. And I, uh, Marquette Women's Basketball actually just kind of like opened my eyes. And that was the first real opportunity, um, as well as working with the Milwaukee Bucks and to be sort of a part of events on a bigger level where it's not just geared around alcohol. I recognize mm-hmm. how important alcohol is to the industry, and I respect it again, and without it, I wouldn't have a job. So <laughs> I really love the, I love sort of the event and the corporate side of it. And the Women's Final Four has changed my life so much, and working for Marquette, like I said, in the Bucks and the Brewers, and like, it's just so, I feel so lucky, because I think there's so many people that would love to say they got to play music for, um you know, for those organizations. And I feel lucky and it's something I'd never take for granted and appreciate so much. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, Casey kind of needs a little bit of alcohol to get, to feel the DJs <laughs> get- when he goes out, but it's definitely important to a lot of us. Yeah. Yeah. Need some, need some, uh, some liquid courage, as they say. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Casey, are you a DJ? No, you, no, When no, you no. go out, you... Yeah. Just- okay. Yeah, just say he's not the one to start the start the dance party. I'm not. I'm so awkward when if you take me away and you just have me. Like I, th- you're gonna think I'm crazy. I think there's we have like different personalities. So like Marlo, you know basketball me, and mm-hmm. um, this, and then I think there's just kind of like regular me. You know, like mm-hmm. hanging out with my with my mom or my girlfriend. And then there's DJ Shauna, and like I think DJ Shauna is probably the coolest person. That I I can possibly be something like comes over me that alter yeah. ego where you feel like Slim Shady or something or Hova I don't know whoever yeah. your favorite rapper with multiple personalities is so maybe yeah. we just got to find that in you Casey yeah okay 
Let's start okay. the search. Yeah, start the search. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe one of those alter ego names, it'll spark something inside of you. Right. I was just saying, right? that's so cool. Like, every, I mean, I think everyone has that in their life where they're different in different, you know, different walks of their life. Um, but right. to actually, like, have a different walk in your life where you get to, you know, literally be called someone else, yeah. you know, you can like, <laughs> yeah. keep that in line. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I think, yeah, thanks. I think so. It's, yeah. Somebody asked me the other day, like, like how you just jumped off on the, on the podcast to, like, when you address me as DJ Shauna, sometimes because I'm not DJing right now or I'm not in that, in that space, Mm -hmm. it makes me giggle sometimes because my mom will call me that sometimes when she's being (laughs) sassy. So, or I did something wrong as an adult child, you know, I don't want to hear my mom, DJ Shauna. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of the full name, she just calls you the DJ name. Yeah. (laughs) It's no longer Shauna Nicole Nichols. It's DJ Shauna. I'm like, oh man. Oh no. (laughs) My question would be, what would your, I guess, instructions to someone who hasn't listened to a lot of EDM or as Marlo kind of alluded to, not really going out to the clubs, uh, how would you kind of instruct them or or suggest that they listen to or get behind kind of the EDM music? Because when I try to listen to it, again, I'm not much of a dancer. What what should I be listening to? How should I be kind of enjoying it um, so that, you know, that type of audience yeah. can get That's a lot That's a great out question. Yeah. Um, man, Casey, I don't know. You're going to probably laugh at me because I am probably – I'm not somebody that likes to personally like force music down people's throats. So um, I think when I'm actually teaching events, I, in the industry, I, I think I program really well. I think I read people really well. So I assimilated a lot, actually, Marlo, to being a point guard, to like reading the whole floor, seeing kind of everything that's going on. And um, I think also then too, my, my personality type is I like to make everybody happy. So I, I worked last night and I honestly played everything from – um, my Chemical Romance to Wilson Phillips and Backstreet Boys to the newest Drake song and 21 Savage and everything in between with, you know, Madonna and things I could go on. So um, I don't yeah. know if I can tell you what to look for, because if you don't feel it, then I would like don't force it. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. that's what music is. It's like you should. I think I I think music brings out evokes emotions and and mm-hmm. and if it doesn't there's sometimes there's like country music doesn't often make that like that i can't um draw a lot of feelings from country music personally mm-hmm. and so it's hard for me to play that um i've gotten a little bit better at it as it got it's gotten a little bit more poppy but i think if you don't feel it you don't you don't have to force it okay. well you had me at is that a bad place, answer so no it was, it was good i'm sorry <laughs> i said you had me at backstreet boys so Oh yeah, uh, no. yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so I guess you you kind of alluded to this in your question, but when you're going into a set, like what is your kind of inspiration or influence? How much do you plan versus? And you kind of said you allude to uh, kind of seeing how the the flow goes through the night. How much of that is planned versus kind of just going through the, through the night and kind of yeah. I don't say that's another great it, question. But. Yeah, being uh, prepared but not over prepared. I think. So it, it also depends on the event and the venue. Okay. And so I think it being an open format DJ, and again, I think I have a really cool resume and I have the opportunities to, you know, I DJed at the bar. Actually, I started DJing at that where I told you last, I still DJ there every Saturday night. 
uh, where I can literally play anything and everything. And then on Monday, I DJed uh, an annual meeting for about six or 700 people. And so that to me is just, they're totally different things that, um, again, for as silly as this might sound, to assimilate it to being a basketball player, I, I don't want to be a position. I want to be a player. So if you you need me to DJ your annual meeting and you just want background music, I got you. Um, and if you want me to throw a party then for the last hour, I got you. So uh, I think it's just understanding, again, the different the different needs. So I have a couple of – I have Summerfest and Pride Fest coming up here in Milwaukee that – those are going to be sets that I will, especially like the festival Pride Fest is like six or 7,000 people that fit in like the dance pavilion where I get to DJ and it's a quick hour, maybe 55 minute set to where that for me, I have that planned out down to the minute so that um, I'm not scrambling and transitions are tight and everything's kind of ready to rock and roll. But when I do like a four, four and a half hour set like I did last night, that to me is every single song, the crowd actually has more control than I probably tell them that they do often and to see where the night is going to go. What's hot in the streets right now? When you throw, what song <laughs> do you know you can throw on and it's going to get everybody, everybody popping? Uh, Drake, Nice for What or God's Plan? God, yeah, God's Plan is so hot right yeah, now. Yeah, it really is. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. Um, Cardi B, honestly, mm-hmm. you can still play, like I Like It is a, a song, right? Anything Cardi B, man. People go ballistic. I actually DJed at the art museum, Milwaukee Art Museum on Friday, and I got to play Cardi B. I played Bodak Yellow in the art museum on Friday night, and that was that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Cardi B in the art museum. What yeah, are- and they love it when I break down a little, like, some boundaries over there. So, yeah, yeah that, they bring me in on that, which I enjoy. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, do, you, do you pay attention to sports much now? Absolutely. Are you? The game's on right now. Yeah, I know the game. The game. The game is on right now. Who are you, who are you going for in the two series then? Uh, you know, I, uh, I know. Man, this is tough because I feel like I've been. I every year I feel like I get more invested. Mm-hmm. I think part of it has to do with them working for the Bucks and working with the Bucks for now for two years and and feeling more invested with the Bucks and paying attention and and really and like getting updates on my phone. Yep. And so then overall in the NBA, like paying attention more than probably I ever have, as well as the WNBA. And so, man, I hope you don't hate me. I really want LeBron to win. Oh but, my god. I know. Okay, this interview has been brought. No, <laughs> <laughs> I do, man. I do. I just, I. He's like a year younger than me, and he's killing it. Like I just, I feel for him. I feel for him, and I'm curious though. I really love what Brad Stevens is doing with the Celtics, and I think he's just a phenomenal coach. Like watching that last series and just that simple play that he, well, seemingly simple play, but not a lot of NBA coaches I think would have been able to draw that up. Uh, you know, just he cleared the backside out and he pinned him and he simple too. And, you know, like to me, it was brilliant because they went out there and he read the defense, called another timeout and set it up. Yeah. So, but he also went seven games against Prunty. True that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true that. That's what I never, I didn't understand. I was like, how, how did the Bucks do so well in the first round and, or, you know, like yeah. hold their own and the Celtics, you know, quote unquote, were struggling. And then, yeah, how do you uh, go and breeze? Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. But it's 
And then on the other side, I I love I've always loved Chris Paul and I love James Harden. Mm-hmm. And um and then you just got the, you know, the Warriors. So I don't I don't I just think it's an interesting final four that you have here really. Yeah. <laughs> like okay. who you got? Who who you got, Marlo? Uh so I got Golden State and I do have Cleveland winning cuz yeah. I mean as much as I, I it's well document how much I don't appreciate LeBron, but I appreciate that he's good at basketball. Yeah. <laughs> that he's great. I just don't like everything around him. So I got, yeah, I got Cleveland coming back and then Golden State uh, winning the whole thing. All right. What do you got, Casey? Uh, I got, I guess I'm rooting for Golden State and uh, and Boston. That's what I yeah. want to see. see if Boston won it this year, I mean, that would just be, be astounding. Like, unbelievable. Right? They don't and then you look at what they have coming back and. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Is the team better without Kyrie? That's that's going to be the topic of the summer. <laughs> Well, and um, Gordon. And Gordon, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't yeah think it's going to be. The, he'll just make the team better. I don't think there's kind of a will he come back and take away from the team. Whereas I think with Kyrie, it's if he comes back, is he taking shots away from uh, Tatum and Jalen? You know, I think that's a little bit more to weigh than than Gordon. Gordon's going to come back and he'll take his open sh- threes when he gets them. Also, how do those guys feel then that are like doing so well right now, and all of a sudden then Kyrie and Gordon come back, and how do, how does that dynamic fly too? Yeah, you know things that yeah. will obviously play out soon enough. Right. Yeah. And yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, Brad Stevens. They'll probably have some articles about how he's gonna get some notes from Bill Belichick on how to how to check egos at the door. <laughs> I, I can see all the headlines now. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> You do it to the to, like being being a LeBron fan. So we don't talk. We don't get in the debate over MJ versus LeBron. I oh, yeah. kind of don't want to. I don't want to put it out there for you. Uh, <laughs> but to kind of put it in your realm because it's it feels like it'd be the same. Uh, who do you got in Michael Jackson versus Justin Bieber? Oh, Michael Jackson, man. Justin Bieber's <laughs> not there. You can't. I mean, I respect I respect the Biebs. I know like I know he's poppy, he's hokey, but it worked for a reason and Usher jumped on board, but yeah. I I think uh musically, you got Michael Jackson hands down. That's that to me is a, a no-brainer. Is that right. Jordan wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I also, I mean, if you want to talk about that, I think that's just an intriguing question because I think it's such a different game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it totally and so is. It's, you can't, I just don't know if you can compare, you know, and you can look at stats and there's so many things you can look at. And and I, I know that's why it's fun is because we'll mm-hmm. never know. Yeah. But, ah, uh, man, I think it's, I think they're just so unique in their own. I mean, Michael was so ahead of his game, literally, you know, like just everybody and LeBron's just a part of this whole new just beast of what the NBA is, I think, just physically even. You know? I don't yeah. know. But Yeah. Yeah, we joke. Well, we don't joke. We talk about how everyone has the debate, but no one has, on either side, has, like, a good argument. Even the right. you know, people yelling <laughs> yeah. about the argument the loudest, it's still not good. Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it, you're right. It's like it's a different air. How do you do it? But I think I thought of one. Yeah. Well, my go my I just made this up. I didn't make it up. It's true. MJ <laughs> has he he personally kept uh what five Hall of Famers from having rings in his air. If you count Gary Payton, even though he got one yeah. with LeBron at the heat at the end, but that didn't count. So 
Yeah. So he that's that's what I always did. He he kept Hall of Famers from winning championships. That's an interesting point. See, your yeah. your your basketball IQ and knowledge go like that. Wow. That's the, yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, I I did not get that deep. <laughs> well done. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. utilize it. I'm gonna have to go. let that marinate for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Let that let that sink in. Yeah, well played. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Casey, you got another question? Yeah, I just. I was uh, perusing your uh, DJ Shauna website earlier today in preparation for that. Uh, so, you know, obviously we talked a lot about the music already and that sort of thing. But also uh, there was some talk about a Dare to Be movement and clothing line. Yeah. Can you uh, explain that a little bit more to me? What's what's going yes. on with that? Absolutely. Thanks for asking. So in kind of studying the, in the DJ industry, and not that I ever th- want to put myself on a platform of a Tiesto, but I I think if you're trying to you want to look at blueprints, like if you wanted to build a coffee shop, you'd probably look at the blueprints of a coffee shop that we all know pretty well that has done what we think is pretty successfully. And so that's how I look at the DJ industry. I, I started to really study people that I had thought were making it and, you know, mostly admittedly a lot of guys that are doing things that I wanted to do. And part of it was I wanted a logo and something that was bigger than me as DJ Shauna. So, and also recognizing that I probably am not going to be that 80-year-old DJ, you know, at the Women's Final Four. Um, that might look That'd be pretty awesome, entertaining. That, yeah, that might be awesome, actually. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But in um, recognizing, like, what comes next and trying to always sort of, you know, be maybe a couple steps ideally ahead of the game so that if and when my phone stops ringing for gigs, I'm kind of prepared so that that stick figure logo with the heart has actually been tattooed on me for longer than Dare to Be has been in existence as a clothing line, which is going on two years now. And it really is a very simple logo. Obviously, I wasn't an art major, but it is really to inspire people to be their best selves. And I think it's fun because when I get to talk about it with people, uh, they feel something different. Like somebody sees something different for as simple as that logo is, it means something different to them than the, it does the next person. And that's really what I wanted it. I wanted people to take dare to be and make it their own to dare to be great or dare to be um, strong, dare to be confident, dare to be bold, dare to be fearless, whatever it is that you you dare to be, whether that changes daily, weekly. Um, that was that was really the goal with that to kind of continue to spread that positive message. Oh, that's that's great on the on the shop now. They you have one uh, sample here in Warriors colors and one in Rockets colors. So how about that? oh, that's Whoa. interesting that those are the colors. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just look, all right. Looking at that now, uh, and we do have a Brewers T shirt up there for what it's worth. Brewers colors. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, excellent. Well, that's that's really great to hear, and that's uh, obviously a really positive message. Uh, so I well, wish Thanks, you luck Casey. on that. Uh, I also hear you have a, a book coming out or out. Yeah, I did. So it's under the, it is a really kind of cool story. Um, about a year ago, actually today is my late stepdad's birthday. And that's, uh, actually why I've been spending time with my family today. So he passed away last July, 2017. Mm-hmm. He had stage four terminal cancer. So he was diagnosed mm-hmm. and, and gone really quickly in about five months. And so, um, the book is called The Adventures of Downtown, or excuse me, yep, The Adventures of Bob in Downtown Milwaukee. 
And mm-hmm. Bob is our family dog. And Bob's a girl. She's a yellow lab going on 12 on the 4th of July. And after Joe passed away, I started taking over walking her again in the afternoons. So she lives with my mom. And we started going on adventures. And admittedly, it turned into a really cool coping mechanism was just to like go out on adventures in my own city with with Bob. And she, we started taking pictures. And she admittedly sits really well for photos. And as soon as she hears that click on my phone, she like want, saunters over to me like she wants to make sure I got her good side or something and <laughs> put the right filter on it. And so it, it kind of snowballed into this huge pro- sort of project where the uh, actual book came to fruition. And so now um, all the proceeds actually go to a nonprofit in Milwaukee called Key to Change, which is to um, – help our chronically homeless individuals and families within the city of Milwaukee in Mm -hmm. honor of Joe. So the book was dedicated to Joe and um, Milwaukee. And then I just want to do my part to help his legacy sort of live on. He had a really awesome, he had an awesome life and he impacted uh, obviously me in a major way and then did so much for our city and our family. So I just wanted to make sure I'm doing my part. Okay, great. And how can uh, I guess our listeners or or anyone uh, find that find that book? Yeah, thanks, Casey, for asking. You can go through both the websites. DJShauna.com is my DJ website, but you can obviously find the store uh, through there as well. Click click through there, or you can go directly to DareToBeClothing.com, and I think the Bob book should pop up right away. It's it's something we've been pushing. It's only about um, I think been out for three months or so. And so I'm excited for the summer and some fall events that we're, we're getting lined up to, to help push that more and, and kind of get kids involved as well. It is a kid's book um, with some familial jokes and really cool adventures though throughout Milwaukee. And we have some, some hot spots if you need, need a taco truck or, you know, like what radio station that Bob suggests you listen to that are, that are all listed in there. So I think it's a pretty, it's pretty, I'm pretty proud of it. Okay, That's great. awesome. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So we will, uh, we do appreciate this. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, Marlo. Um, I really appreciate I, it. Yeah. I'll let you out with uh, one more question. Uh, so with the football season coming up and obviously our, the name of our podcast, 132 Breeze Podcast, because that is where we lived uh, right across yeah. from the stadium. Um, so we may or may not be throwing pregames there. Will you be the uh, official DJ for the uh, 132 Please. Breeze? Seriously, free <laughs> party. Please, absolutely, I would love it. I would love it, and I'm I'm hoping that I can be in Madison more in in the future. So, anytime you need it or want want me to be around, I promise we we could. It would be that would be really fun. That would yeah, be really well, fun. See, now, now now we have to do it, Casey. <laughs> I'm yeah. only though if I'm allowed to wear my jersey with my with oh, yeah. pants. Oh, hundred percent. If okay. you can, ah, that'd be great. I want some red right. pants. Can I? I got extras in the box. I think still so. I don't know how they'll fit you, man. You're taller than me. <laughs> but I think that's back in style now to wear, like, yeah. short plants. You know, like, is a flood coming? That's cool now. Yeah, it's definitely So bad. you're good. I, All right. I wouldn't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, DJ Shada, thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Marlo. Thank you, Casey. I appreciate your time and for having me. I really do. Uh, thanks for DJ Shada for joining us on that. We really appreciate it. And now we can get to America's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. All right. So if the fans, uh, our fellow fans enjoyed me going on and on about the Bucks coach, <laughs> now I get to listen to me go on and on about soccer. 
So uh, this one shouldn't be uh, too bad. Uh, I don't know. Too bad. That sounds terrible. Too uh, too long <laughs> for everyone to enjoy, I'm sure. Uh, this weekend was the FA Cup, uh, which is, for those who don't know, uh, maybe you, Marlo, I'm not sure if you know, the FA Cup. It's a, a competition between the English uh, Football Association, so all the teams within the English Football Association get a chance to compete. It's a season-long tournament, uh, and the final was this week. It's kind of... So there's the Premier League title, the FA Cup, and then kind of the Champions League are the main things that the uh, English clubs are competing for. Uh, and Chelsea won uh, one to zero on a penalty kick over uh, Manchester United. And it seemed, it felt not that important in the global world of soccer. Now we kind of look to who wins the leagues and then who wins uh, the Champions League in this kind of Federation Cup here seemed a little less important. Maybe I'm just saying that because Chelsea won it. I'm not sure. Um, but it was an interesting watch nonetheless over the weekend. And uh, next weekend is the big one, Champions League final. I think I've been talking about it for three weeks now. Uh, it is this Saturday, uh, early afternoon. And then if we look farther ahead than that, we got the World Cup coming up. Uh, June 14th, it'll get kicked off. With the big one, Russia versus Saudi Arabia. So mark your calendar for June 14th for that. That's all right. it. That's all I got for the corner kick. Clear it in right now. June 14th. Okay, on the calendar. <laughs> uh, Casey, did you see that the... Uh, so Showtime does a show called All or Nothing. Okay. And they usually do NFL teams. I know this, this season they did... It's basically like hard knocks, but they do it throughout the season. Okay. Uh, they did Dallas uh, this past season. They had the Rams before that. Um, but they're doing a series all or nothing for Manchester City. Oh, really? That's going to be hitting Amazon, uh, Amazon Prime Video. Will, uh, is that something you would partake in? Yeah, I think that'd be that'd be interesting. Is it so they, have they already recorded it or they're going to be? I believe, yeah, they already recorded it. Yeah, because there's oh, okay. promos out. Yeah. So it's it's from whatever the last. From this, from this season? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting there. So Manchester City won the Premier League pretty easily. They had a they finished the season with 100 points, which I think is the highest ever that's been been finished. Uh they lost in the quarterfinals of the the Champions League and their manager uh Pep Guardiola has had success throughout Europe. He's a very uh, forward-thinking uh soccer mind. Uh he is very well respected in uh, Manchester City is one of these uh, teams that has kind of all the money in the world, uh, so they have a collection of really high-level players. And it, it, I think if you want a behind-the-scenes look at how kind of these top teams work with players from around the world with really successful managers, it's going to be a, a really interesting look into it and how they, they function. I Now that I've gone through that, I'm definitely in. <laughs> it's on Amazon? Yeah, Amazon. Amazon Prime. Nice. I'm in. I got that. All right. I think it's later this summer, so it's still. No, uh, I won't get too excited. Okay, <laughs> All but right. yeah, if I, I guess if I had to pick a team in the English Premier League for that to be on, it probably well, I, when I pick Liverpool because I'd be just I eat that content up for Liverpool. They'd probably be second them and and then United. So, uh, yeah, that would be that'd be really interesting. Okay. All right, that's it for corner kick. Casey's corner kick. Yep, that is it. All right. Uh, that is going to be it for this week. Oh, Casey, I wanted to tell you about, did you hear about how 
Uh, Wisconsin has the drunkest cities again. <laughs> yeah, we had seven of the ten. Yeah, seven of the ten. Six of the ten. And it happens every year. We get like the top, you know, there's always at least five, right? But it, everyone starts freaking out, and everyone's like, "Oh, we, we, everyone loves it. Everyone hates it." But I think it's funny that like they make the like USA Today makes a graphic and, and puts it out there. Um, it's just like a little tip of the cap. It's constant. I do. It's. Uh, I didn't see what the breakdown is, how they got to it, but is it a little, little unsettling that Madison is like number four? <laughs> I. You know, I always kind of wonder how they how they come up with it and obviously i've lived in wisconsin my whole life so i don't know like the culture of of other states very well um that wisconsin's culture would be that much different than everywhere everywhere else that it's that prevalent i don't maybe it is and i'm just kind of blind to it because i'm immersed in it but uh (laughs) it's it just seems so weird you know that green bay is up there and uh, you know, Oshkosh and Lacrosse, and it—it's like, I guess all these are are also college towns. So, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know how much that plays into it. I mean, there are colleges obviously throughout the United States. I don't know. I've I remember when I was younger, and I was like, yeah, Wisconsin, <laughs> you know. And now that I'm older, I'm like, is this real? This probably is not great. <laughs> probably not something to be bragging about. Okay, with that, we'll leave you. Uh, but until next week. Casey, you got any last words? I hope uh, all your favorite sports teams win all the sports.